Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we do here every single day. And boy, are we doing it today. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this conversation with Jamie O'Banion. We're talking all things skincare, all the things you need to know about clean skincare, what really is clean, expired products and how the efficacy of them just completely goes out the window and, and so much more. I mean, my gosh, so many things were like blowing my mind and our jaws were dropping. You guys are going to love this. But first our quote of the day, be good to your skin. You'll wear it every day for the rest of your life. That's from a woman named Renee Rulu. I don't know if I said that right, but Heel Squad, welcome back. I am so excited for you guys and I'm excited for what we just went through because uh, Jamie is like a lab expert. So it's so cool to learn from somebody who is actually like a chemist who actually has been in the lab and then saw how brands were misusing ingredients that she was developing. And then her and her dad just decided to build the skincare company called Beauty Bio. Now, this was not an ad or anything like that. Jamie was somebody that we were going to for answers on skincare and how to handle, you know, expired skincare and so much. And man, did we learn a lot. I mean, dry shampoo Kelsey's a queen of dry shampoo. And you know what's funny, Maria? So I didn't used to be at all. I never used to use it because I always thought that it was just hurting my scalp. I was like very big on like hair scalp care for a minute. And then recently in the last, like I would say year, I've used it a lot and I felt a difference in my hair. I'm telling you, my hair is thinner and I'm like, oh my God, I have to stop it again. I, when she said that, it read, I was like, oh my gosh, it's yeah. my dry shampoo. I know. I was thinking about you instantly. <sighs> ah, yeah. We're cutting that. Um, and then how jarred skincare, right? How we're contaminating it every yep. time we're putting our fingers in. You know, every time I got those little jar things, I'm like, ew, I don't want to use those little scoopers. That's annoying. You have to find the scooper. It's like somewhere in the drawer. But they do it for a reason because, 
you know, you, you're contaminating every time you're in there. Um, oh my God, there were so many things that we learned in here, but also friends, you're welcome. I'm having Jamie work on some solutions to some things like how to clean makeup brushes easier and faster and QR codes for skincare products so that we can scan and just know whether it's expired or not, not have to do all the guesswork. Do you know how much work it took? It took me like a whole day to go through all my skincare products with the cosmeticcalculator.net and figure out what was expired and what wasn't. And P.S. so many things aren't even on there still. So anyhow... Without further ado, let's enjoy our skincare conversation with Jamie. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. Jamie, uh, you are a clean skincare aficionado. Um, tell me a little bit about how you got into this world. Um, and then we're going to talk all about what clean skincare really is and so much more. I love it. And I think at the end of the day, when we talk about clean skincare as a category, it can be confusing, right? For a lot of consumers, a lot of us, simply because there's organic skincare and clean. And what does it mean? And it's an ever-changing landscape as we learn more. Case in point, there is a huge chatter right now happening in the industry about benzene and how benzene dry shampoos can be carcinogenic. Um, The dry shampoo that we launched last year, it's become an award winner. I love it. It was formulated benzene-free. And I think the key with clean beauty is looking around the corner to understand what could potentially be a problem and do your best to anticipate But we have conversations regularly with our different retailers. We're sold at Sephora, at Ulta, at Nordstrom, at Harrods in London, or Mecca in Australia. So being a global brand, we're not only in tune with what's happening in the U.S., but what are the EU standards 
and what do we think makes sense? And then having those conversations with our retail partners um, as we learn more information and trying to make the best um, the best decisions going forward. And your question about how did I get into this space? I grew up in the industry. And my dad is an amazing physician. He's a doctor. He's also a really bright biochemist. And our family is an owner in one of the top labs in the U.S., really globally for making new peptides and retinols and retinoids. And we started farming organic ingredients as part of our facility um, well before they were cool, well before we even remembered. Or like how long ago? Um, a decade ago. We started a really? decade ago. And it's interesting because your skin is the largest living organ in our body. Like you remember that joke in elementary school? It was like your epidermis is showing, right? Like it is our largest living organ. And <laughs> we we think a lot about oral vitamins, right? And, you know, taking all the things that our liver might need or our heart might need, but no one looks at you and is like, Maria, you must be crushing it with the B12s because your liver is pristine, right? Yeah. You don't even see that. Um, but your skin, the largest living organ, we forget that and we treat it almost like hair that might be dead. So when you give your skin the right ingredients or you stimulate it in the right way, it will respond and it's pretty incredible, which is why clean skincare is so critical because your skin eats the ingredients that are put on it. Yeah. I think that spray tan stuff I used to have had benzene <laughs> in it and I never realized how much it was affecting me. It hurt. And I didn't realize it till I put it on my mom's bald head and my dad's <laughs> bald head when they got nasty, nasty headaches from it too. So that, um, that is not a really good, uh, product. So when you say looking ahead at what could be a problem, to me, from everything I read about you, you guys already are maintaining just all natural ingredients. So you don't mm -hmm. really have to make a conscious decision. It feels like to remove, okay, this is going to be a problem. We'll remove it. Am I crazy? No, you're exactly right. And that's, that's my hope and goal for the industry. The reality is there are a lot of skincare brands that have functioned for a very long time, not adhering to clean standards. Why? Number one, it's more expensive. It is just like organic food is mm -hmm. typically more expensive than non-organic. Um, and number two, it's hard to walk back um, inventory levels, take returns. So I think it's critical as we move forward our bodies, our health, that has to always come first. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that comes at a sacrifice. I actually have deep respect for the companies that are making the choice to proactively recall products that have known carcinogenics because that is, that's the right thing to do. Um, the ideal thing to do is to formulate to the best of our knowledge at this day and time with the cleanest ingredients possible. And if we learn new information, be able to read, react, pull, reformulate, and press forward. And if you're operating years ahead in standards, I think that's an important point because oftentimes to a consumer, it feels like, oh my gosh, this just came out of left field. Now we, we shouldn't be using this anymore. Oftentimes your partners will say, as of X year, this is no longer a viable ingredient. So what we've sought to do is be part of those conversations with Sephora, with Harrods to say, hey guys, because we have a unique experience in the sense that we are the lab. Our lab helps file for brand new ingredients, like those funny words on the back of packages with the International Cosmetic in Index. So we do have a really clear lens into 
what is happening and what might be a problem down the road. So actively participating in those conversations is uh, very much, I think, the responsibility of clean skincare brands. How different are the standards in Europe? You were talking about European European Union standards or whatever. How how different is it from us? I'm they can curious. vary quite drastically. And I yeah. would say in many arenas, yep. um, more intense than we our current standards in the U.S. So um, by for a brand that perhaps is just starting out or consumers trying to understand, I think looking at EU standards is a great place to start. And our waterline is a global standard. So we're taking into account um, Australian standards, New Zealand, which- Who has the are, highest standards? You know, it's an interesting question. And I would, it's hard to answer because certain- countries or areas of the world lean in more stringently in certain areas. So it's hard to say comprehensively, for example, a retinol standard in terms of percentage of retinoid that could be included will vary from Canada to EU to Australia, right? Um, Whereas another raw material or ingredient a country might care more or less about or with beauty tools, since we sell um, professional grade beauty tools that you can use at home, there are countries that are a little more advanced in terms of what their level of stringency and others that aren't. So it's hard to say um, one is more stringent than another. I would say in general, it's broadly accepted that EU and Australia, I would say typically have the most stringent standards. And then I would say the U.S. behind that. Though there is some variance in that, you know, based on which role you're looking at. Well, the reason I ask that is because I already know the answer to a degree, not the official, which is the most, but I say it because our mission, I feel like, you know, continues to be education and, and to share with people like and lift the veil. We, I think we all grew up believing that the man, whoever the man is, that's in charge. I'm I'm sorry. I'm saying the man, we can say the woman too, but people, the saying (laughs) is the man, um, that the people in charge have our best interests in mind that the FDA and all of these organizations, they're here to help us and protect us. And I think that we have to start understanding that perhaps their interests are compromised to a degree, or perhaps they might, in the in the best case scenario, they're just behind and they don't sure. have enough manpower to catch up. We'll just say that. Um, and so, again, just like we talk about in, in health, and this is, also health as well, but I mean, just like health in terms of ailments and diseases and stuff we talk about all the time, it really is up to us to be informed and to educate ourselves. And that's why I think this is such an important episode because yeah, skin is the largest organ and we are just doing whatever we want. We're putting whatever on our skin, our hair, hair. So the, the, the body in a hot shower, which most of us are taking hot showers, all the pores open up. And then whatever you're putting on right after goes right in, guys. And you will see such a difference when you start using clean things. And so I I feel like we have to keep understanding that it's nobody's job to take care of us but us. I love that. And I think advocating for yourself, just as you stated so beautifully, is the key. It's almost like that crazy line that echoes in your head as you're walking to the airport. If you see something, say something. Yeah. I'm always the one to say something. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. We need you. We need you because uh, I love when you said a moment ago, you know, my 
using something on the scalp of one of your parents. And if it's uncomfortable and you feel headaches, if you see something, say something. I think it's easy to want to believe that every organization there has the manpower um, or the feels the personal level of responsibility that we might hope someone would feel um, to keep everyone safe. And I don't think anyone is ever ill-intentioned. I think it takes everyone speaking up to say, hey, wait a second, this isn't right. Or I had this strange reaction or, you know, what do we do about this? That is absolutely critical. Um, and that ends up myself included as a consumer myself, um, our responsibility. And then those that do have the bandwidth, do have the ability to test in vitro, in vivo, making sure that we share out that information. And um, I went to a very STEM-focused school growing up, and um, I share this with my own daughters now. It is so important that we continue to advocate in areas of R&D and making sure that we have a great Research balance. and development, just in case. Yeah, thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you. Um, making sure that we have, uh, we're continuing to pursue greatness in those arenas as, as a country and as individuals, um, because if they're left behind, then that becomes, it affects, it affects everyone. So what is clean skincare? I feel like I've had these conversations with food, like what is organic or what is non-GMO? What is clean skincare? The easiest way to think about it is we're putting all of the good stuff in that plays well with our, with our body's ecosystem and trying to keep all of the bad stuff out. Here's where it gets hairy, that as we learn more globally, that list can change. I don't think anyone would say that a company intentionally put benzene in, knowing it was a carcinogenic, to use it as a propellant in sunscreens and dry shampoo. As more information has come forward, we didn't formulate. We chose a benzene-free alternative, knowing that it wasn't great. Um, but perhaps when some of these older formulas are first made, they didn't know, and it was too hard to change suppliers, cost, and so forth. That piece has to stop. If you see something, say something on both ends, the consumer end and those that have the knowledge when something has gone awry, instead of kicking it down the road, or, oh, we'll integrate that in five years. Yes, well, how many people were hurt along the way? Or mm -hmm. how many people had an adverse effect along the way? That's <clears> not right. Um, and I, I'm hoping that there will be more regulation around that, that kind of looking around the corner and let's pressure test things here to see what that might be. So if you look at most beauty websites like Sephora, for example, they'll clearly outline what clean beauty is. And that's a great place to start. And I can share some other websites as well um, that are really helpful. And learning ingredients, like we all had to learn them about 10, 15 years ago when it comes to food. Most of us now can look at a food label and say, oh, made with cornstarch, oh, made with this, oh, we don't want this in our spices, and becoming more literate. Wait, from what in our spices? <laughs> what are we supposed <laughs> to look out for? I didn't know we we're supposed to look out for things in the spices. Remember, I never thought about years that. years ago, help me with it. It's And again, I'm not, I'm not in the food space, but there was an ingredient in one of our spices. Was it like a DHT something? Someone knows on set. I know they do. I'm, I'm sure they're already Googling. It, it is. There was something in our spices <laughs> years ago that we had to watch out for. But it's those types of things. It was a common thing that we all mm -hmm. used and that, you know, you pivot. So it's my focus is we can't change the past, but let's focus on the future. And I have to deliberately carve out time to make sure that we are on the front edge of 
not only what's a problem today, but what could potentially be a problem and make that a conversation. So if I'm in Sephora and like nowadays, right? Like it was funny after I had brain surgery, I really was interested in the clean skincare space. This was 2017. I'm like, I really want to do a line because I was really starting to pay attention now to what could have made this happen, right? And and what could be making a lot of these things happen if the skin is the largest organ and we're not paying attention to what we're putting in there? Um, maybe this is something I should do. I was encouraged not to, that it was a nightmare to do. But ironically, that was kind of the moment when everyone was starting to, and maybe just before, get into it. And now you walk into a Sephora and it's like clean beauty is dominating. dominating. So... When I go in there as a consumer, how do I know what the best clean skincare is? Because everyone can say they're clean, but then there are varying degrees technically. And so how do you actually, this is the part that gets so overwhelming for people is how do you know what is really clean? Totally. So here's a great thing that our retail partners have done to be a Sephora clean brand you have to adhere to a very clear list of ingredients that you formulate without. And you're exactly right, Maria. We've focused a lot on formulated with. It has retinol, it has hyaluronic acid. And the conversation has shifted over the years of, don't forget, yes, all of these great ingredients and actives need to be in there, but we also need to make sure it's formulated without these list of ingredients. It's an ever-changing list. So if you go to Sephora's website, there's a section you can click on to understand what that is. You have to sign an agreement, validate that you are not using any of those raw materials. We take it a step further because there are ingredients that aren't on the list yet that I anticipate will be on the list that we do not formulate with. And on our website, there's a section that you can go to and it lists out formulated without and it goes through the list of ingredients. And years ago, we used to used to be a pretty tight list, right? You know, sodium lower sulfate and you know, this list of ingredients. And I'm sure you know from your experience, hey, these are the things that we're not looking for. I'm still it, learning. I'm actually, <laughs> I use Kelsey as my barometer because she knows more than me, but I also don't want to just <laughs> trust Kelsey. I want to know myself. Totally. And I think making it a regular practice of looking at brand standards, Sephora is great. Mecca is great. Ulta Beauty is great as well. The clean standards there are absolutely acceptable. And that's a great place to start. If you go to the rabbit hole, um, and there's some fantastic blogs as well, there are also, uh, there's a lot of information out there. I'll say it that way, right? And everybody has an opinion. So I will say that our retail partners have done a really thorough job of aligning on, here's what we all feel great about. We can establish as you don't want this inside. And that's a great place to start because it can be incredibly confusing listening, watching, YouTubing, and then you're left going, well, is it bad? Is it not bad? Starting there will give you a really good sense of, okay, I'm going to watch for this. And then there's usually a seal on the product, like Sephora Clean, like we have a little green clean seal. Then you know at a quick glance when you're trying to check out, if it doesn't have the seal, it doesn't mean that it's a bad product. If it does have the seal, you can have confidence that you know it doesn't include things that are potentially questionable ingredients. So do you beat the Sephora list? We do. Yeah. By how we do. like how many more products do you like delete oh, from your thing? Is it a lot? Um 
I'd have to count to give you an exact um, number because internationally there is a slightly different standard. Yeah. Um, out of the gate, I can think of a few different ingredients that I think eventually will be um, not on, you know, will not be part of the Sephora Clean Yes list. Um, and it's interesting because even within ingredients that are what I would call gray area ingredients, there is split conversation. For example, let's talk about silicones, mm-hmm. right? Silicones have gotten a bit of a bad rap over the last few years. A lot of people use them as that beautiful slip emulsifier in products. Um, in a nano delivery system, which means really small, not the best ingredient that you want being absorbed in a material way. However, when you formulate with larger molecules and not to get down the rabbit hole, silicones can be great. And for example, an SPF that you don't want them to absorb. Mm, you want it to you, stay on the skin so it'll exactly, keep protecting. Okay. Exactly. A, a physical barrier. So even as we continue to ideate and refine the list, there are tangential conversations happening around some of these raws that it's easy to bucket as this is good, this is bad. And that's not always true. Let's talk about retinol during pregnancy, for example. Did I use retinol when I was pregnant? No, I didn't. I'm also the person who errs on the side of, I'm going to give up sushi. I'm going to give up you know, everything just because you never know. Um, but when you look at the data on the amount of retinol in the studies that we all source back to, the amount of retinol that would have to be absorbed into the skin during pregnancy is so much greater than the retinol levels in just about even um, over-the-counter prescriptive not uh, that are available in the consumer market you're probably not absorbing enough that it would make a material difference, but I'm of the mindset of, yeah, but why take the chance? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It's a so life. there's this varying, you know, the varying schools of thought, I will say, based on the data that we have today. Interesting. So when you look at competitors, right, do you have a brand that is competitive with yours in terms of like how clean they are? Yeah, it's a good question. I would say, All of the brands that are Sephora clean brands or Ulta clean brands are actively seeking to continue to bring to market products that exceed or supersede the clean standard, meaning that pack of brands um, are all in a similar range of their goal and their search for continuing to be clean, meaning you're not going to have a a fringe brand that's, you're either a clean brand and that's what you're seeking and you're using the best clean ingredients available now, or it's something that's not important to you as a brand. It's hard to, um, with the standards today, straddle the fence, if you will, Mm -hmm. where they become differentiated is their performance. Got it. Oh yeah, because I never thought about performance. I'm just thinking about clean, but yeah, performance is so important. At the end of the day, that is where we, I would say, uniquely shine as a brand. Here's what's shocking. I think everyone has this idea that every product that is on the market has been tested, is not only, you know, especially if it's clean, you know, good for you to use, but it works. The unfortunate truth is most products. I'm talking the vast majority of products that are on the market 
have never been A, clinically tested, or B, especially third-party clinically tested. It is expensive. And I will tell you, I have taken, and we do that. Every single product is first-party and third-party clinically tested, then consumer tested before we launch it. Wow. It is it is a standard that no one expects of us, but we expect it of ourselves because having grown up in the industry, I will tell you this, the number of products that I saw that not only didn't work, but actually made things worse is shocking. Wow. So when we, when Again, we, we would tested, never know that they aren't testing them to this degree. How would you know? And it's like spinach. Everyone says eat your spinach. I don't feel better or worse after I eat spinach. Right. But I'm doing it because I know it's good for me in the long term with skincare. Oftentimes it's that way. And that's why people are constantly leapfrogging because it doesn't work. So not only do you have to reach a clean standard, you better reach a performance standard as well. Wow. So if you're not thinking with both of those lenses, and that's why our name is Beauty Bio, which stands for Beauty Bioscience, like those are our roots. It's got to work and it's got to be good for you. So we have gotten, and it's so sad, we have gotten all the way into past first-party clinical testing, third-party clinical testing to the very end of the line, and the data comes back. And if the data is only good enough, we will scrap the project and start over. I can think distinctly of three different launches that we pushed the timeline for the launch because we didn't think it was ready. It, it met every standard out there. It was perfect, but it wasn't as good as it could be. Mm, and what so an expensive example, scrap. <laughs> oh my gosh, heartbreaking. However, I'm a believer when you formulate or develop something that exceeds expectations, mm-hmm. we ask and we will talk about it. We will tell our girlfriend, our sister, our yeah. friend. It becomes the product. It becomes the product. Like yeah. our, our Glow Facial tool, we just, it's like an at-home hydrofacial. Literally, I have girlfriends that have stopped their $300 hydrofacial treatments and are using Glow Facial. We could have launched this almost a year earlier, but I waited until our patent issued until the everything, was, it's like a little Dyson vacuum for your pores. It's amazing. Uh-huh. While it infuses hyaluronic acid, salicylic <gasps> acid, that is clean. Oh, I need this. So it's so good. And it's so satisfying. You see all the junk that it pulls out in your skin. Really? Oh, it, girl, it is like, I mean, you infuse your skin with this and then this waste chamber is filled. Like you will see, we did it back, black backstage. At the Christian this, Seriano, I you have, need this. I have tried it. You really have? I have. Yeah. It's is that how Jamie. you found Jamie? Uh-huh. Oh my God. Yeah. She's In amazing. Fact, yeah. I just, before I hopped on, Town and Country just awarded this the best multifunctional device because it has the blue light. Wow. Which is amazing. And then we turn it on. You can hear it. And you can pull everything out of the skin. I'm talking like blackheads, whiteheads, junk. Oh my God, I have to have this. It's everything. uh, Just so I can tell everybody, this is not an ad. (laughs) Thank you. Jamie's not paying us to be on the show. I am not paying her to be on the show. I have no, there's no payment here. This is not an ad. This is literally somebody that Kelsey said is like such an expert in skincare. Cause I was like, I've been cleaning out old skincare recently, old makeup, forgetting the fact that these things have expiration dates and really wanting to understand clean skincare. And I'm like, we need an expert. And so I just want you all to know, even though we're all 
literally going to go buy this um, when this is over. Uh, just know it's not an ad. Anyway. Oh, thank you. No, um, and, I, and I appreciate you saying that as well, because um, we have had, thankfully, you know, the gift of being in a spot that the brand has grown very organically. And I'm so thankful for that and so thankful for so many influencers, supporters, TV personalities, actors, you know, everyone that has supported the brand. We're so grateful. I believe that if something works, then we all love it. You hit on something a second ago that I think is super important. And let's talk about expiration dates really quickly. Yes. This is critical. So we use airless technology in our um, in our entire product line. So what it is, is you press down yeah. on the top of something and then it comes out. Most creams, and again, I know this because I helped develop before we started on this side of the business. Most creams are in a jar. And here's what people don't know. I obviously growing up with well, you're contaminating product, it every time you touch with your fingers. Exactly. And here's the big secret people don't realize. We all think about contaminating and oh, I'm gonna get breakouts, bacteria. Yeah, sure. Did you know that bacteria eats the efficacy of your active ingredients? Oh my God. Yes. So you can have a peptide, like you've invested. So you in can this. have your hundreds of dollars worth of Lemaire and then it's exactly. useless. Exactly. And that's why you'll find over time that you'll see a little pool of water because it's not becoming stable anymore. It's separating. And the you might feel like, gosh, you know, I used to get a little warming sensation and now I don't. The efficacy of your active ingredients depletes as bacteria is introduced. Wow. So it's really important as much as you can to use the clean spatula it comes with, which I know is annoying. I hate it. Or, I know. I know you hate it. Or, I mean, it, it is more expensive, but we use airless components because that keeps it sterile and it, it does or get even every the pumps, out. right? Pumps are probably mm -hmm. good. Exactly. Pumps, like any, all the airless pump and any type of, of um, material where you're not touching yeah. the product, not just for the bacteria, but it, like, I don't want to pay a hundred dollars for something. And by the end of the month, and it happens fast within the first 30 days, then you're only getting, you know, $10 worth of the efficacy. So it really is important to try to keep your ingredients. It's just like food. Yeah. So do you guys have expiration dates on your products? You know, we do not. We, yes, we do. Excuse me. We have XP dates on all of their products, not down to the month. Um, only on SPF do we do down to the month, which is a really important. Um, we do down to the, typically there's a a year that you're, you're listing, you know, goodbye. You know, I take that back. We do, we do have XPs down to the month on our products and they're all coded to certain lots as well. So if you have a question, typically your product, you can call the company, give them the lock code. And if they are not citing that themselves, then you can absolutely ask that they give you that information. And most products typically have a little sign on the back. It's the open jar. And when you look for this, there's a number inside of it. And it will typically say 12, 24, this is 18 months. And what that means is once you've opened this, it is as good as new for 18 months. The challenge to your point is these dates are important so you know what to track it back to, mm -hmm. right? Um, maybe even taking a Sharpie. Now, so this is my new idea for you. This is my idea for you. Because yeah. after going through the hell, I always find like what the, the problem is so Silver that we can line. come up with a solution. Mm -hmm. After going through all my stuff, 
the boxes have expiration dates, but usually most of the time I couldn't find the product having any number, the actual Mm. product. So you throw away the box. Now I have no clue. So it was like, if someone could just invent bottles that have the date on it and I mean, I thought like even like a countdown, some kind of thing where it was like almost like technology that would tell you this is expired would be so bomb. I know that's probably going to take someone like you to do it because you have the the brain and the chemistry labs and all of that to figure it out. How amazing would this be? So basically all this is, is called Julian date lock coding. Okay. So that is a stamp that could absolutely be stamped on any package. I think it's a brilliant idea. And we do have um, this on ours, but here's what would be amazing. What if you there was a little QR code on the bottom? When you scan it, that registers the date of purchase. And now you know when it's done. And now you know. And then it would ping you. So easy. Like, like an API call, exactly, that pings you when it's done. And then you could click, do you want to reorder it? Do you not? It's expired. But yes. That is amazing. I Go am making it. a note of that, bringing that to our conception committee on I'm Thursday. I'm very, oh, very please. excited. I think all um, brands need to do this. It'll have to be named after you if we implement that. Yay. Um, no, I feel like all brands should have a responsibility to do that okay. because it's really hard as the consumer to know when is when, right? Even with mascara, yeah. it's so hard to remember so until it's too late. Now your eyes are watering. You're like, oh, now. And by the way, most people don't even know that that's the cue. When your eyes are starting to water, it's like you're now getting allergic to the product because it's old. So. You're so right. And I think that's, and back to listening to your body and advocating for your body, I think we're oftentimes dismissive. So to your point, we're, oh, it's allergies. Oh, it's this mm-hmm. or that. But if something feels off, then understanding, you know, what what could it be? Um, something as simple as makeup brushes. Please make sure you're washing your makeup brushes. We think about washing our hair. You should oh. regularly, if you can wash them every couple of days, at least once a week, wash your makeup brushes. And you can use just great, if they're good brushes, even your own shampoo and conditioner in them. Hold that thought, hold that thought. And don't forget the rest of the list. I need to interject with the way to clean your makeup brushes, because I just Mm -hmm. learned this from my makeup artist who used to work at Mac because some of them would start to peel and I'd have black fur all over my face. And it would take me like five minutes at the end of the day to like take all this shit off. And I was so annoyed. Um, she said that you have to wash your brushes down so that if you if the water gets into the brush from the top, it messes with the glue inside holding the oh hairs. So you want to just wash the brush facing down, right? Like so, I put shampoo in my hand and I just oh, yeah. keep swishing it around until I feel like the brush is clean, and then I'll keep watering, 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 and then you know I'll I'll have plain water in my hand with the sink faucet going, and I just keep bathing it like that until it's clean but i used to flip it the opposite way right under the sink in there and that's what destroys the brushes and brushes are expensive especially good ones so you want to do it like that i wish and maybe you can do this too um, I'll be your like side consultant. I wish I, I, someone. I'm literally writing down notes right now. This we is so need, great. We need a case that you can put your makeup brushes in. Like a caboodle. Is that what I'm hearing? Talk no, to me. have them sterilized. <laughs> like imagine in the nail salon where you can okay. put all your stuff in and have them sterilized. We need to do that for makeup brushes. 
I am obsessed with this idea. We actually started exploring this about a year and a half ago, not for makeup brushes, but for beauty tools, like a little sterilization chamber. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like you can put them in. You don't have to put the brush, the wooden part, because that'll be weird. Right. But like maybe it's just for the brush part. They go in, they get sterilized. Like, you know, you put your, your rings to get cleaned in in like a little machine. What if it's like an entire beauty chamber that you could put on anything your in. sponges the your sponge which is where i was going to go next your beauty tools yep. anything you know any nail you know that is almost like like a not like a tanning bed but like this the one we designed was this really beautiful acrylic chamber that was upright this way however i think it might make more sense Flat. even you have a double layer yeah yeah. I think it's like almost like a glass box. Can we do this box? every week as just a conception call? This is great. <laughs> Everyone can just send their messages in. This is amazing. I think I'll be I your new it. brand ambassador and, 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 and whatever, like concept director. Um, but I have so many of these ideas and it's like, and you know, whatever. So yes, let's do something. But like, I think it's like a nice glass box yes. and then it can sit on your counter almost like it's a glass box you put stuff Super in. Cheap. Yeah, it's like almost like a jewelry. Exactly. Okay, and this is real crazy. Because the brushes is the biggest nightmare. I don't wash my brushes as much as I should. I maybe do it every two weeks, and I, you know, it should be more. That's good. Two every two weeks. Every two weeks is good, but it should be a couple days. And the sponges too. Washing the sponges, and the best way to wash them, bar soap is what. Don't use bar soap on your body. The pH of bar soap is so stripping especially on like sensitive areas, not good, but that is the best soap for um, your makeup brushes to get everything out. And then you have to throw them away and get new ones. And By the way, Dawn is the best. Dawn's the best, Dawn's the best cleaning Dawn. product for marble. For too. everything. I mean, Dawn gets totally everything out. I 100% My white you. cushions, my white chair cushions outside. I have a spray bottle with water and Dawn. It oh. like you spray it and then you just leave it. And then you very gently clean and then you hose it down. Boop, gone. Did you see the new Dawn as a spray? No. Oh yeah. There's an, oh, am I nerding out over the, there's a new Dawn that's a spray. It has like a slow release on, oh yeah. Life I'm changing. Telling, I change your life. It's my favorite product on the planet, Dawn. Okay. So makeup brushes have to be clean. We're now creating a new product so that this will make that's it right. easy because that's, that's right. a, that's a, a white space issue. That is it a is. problem that we all have that we need a solution for. So um, when it comes out, I'll be your spokesperson on the, the media tours. I love it. I know with the co-design, some of your sketches. I'm done. And the other part too is- Pillowcases. Uh, pillow, pillowcases, yes. The amount that we sweat at night is disgusting if people knew. <laughs> Tell us, what are the stats? Uh-huh. And I, I drool is, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, I would have to, I would have to, um, in fact, I shared something a couple of years ago when I was speaking somewhere and I'd have to pull up exactly what the updated statistic is. It's a lot. And you also shed skin and, you know, all of it. And that's why replacing mattresses and all that jazz, but pillowcases is huge. And even if you're not changing your pillowcases, you know, as frequently as you flip it to the other side, you know, use the other side of it. Right. So you're not sleeping in the same spot. That's really important. Um, and then this is when people do not clean their phones. Everyone's gotten better in the last couple of years, but it's something you're constantly touching. Yep. You don't clean, you're reintroducing bacteria, then you're touching your face, you're putting it on. And I always talk on my phone like this, unless I'm in a public space, because even just, 
when you think about standards for phones, and I don't want to draw any conclusions, I will just say in other countries, especially in Europe, people don't ride with their phones on their lap in areas that you could be transferring any type of energy that could be negative. I have a girlfriend that ended up with stage four breast cancer, and she used to walk every day with her phone and her sports bra. That's exactly, and I'm not saying that's why it happened. It might have already been a thing, but that is a lot of people carry it there. That's exactly where she carried it, literally in that exact. So I'm not saying, yeah, you know, I'm not again. I don't. I can't. Well, we have um, our phone sterilizer, which I don't know what happened to it over here. It used to be I have in one here. And they are great. Look, it's on our Macy's page. It's I on our Macy's page. I think page, it's in the but, office. Oh, it must be. Yeah. Okay. Well, we need to find it and bring it back because <laughs> yeah, I use my BrioTech um, to clean my phone very frequently. So in the morning after like my, my white face cloth is like, okay, there's like maybe a corner left. I like put the thing on and clean it up and let it go. But I think making those habits is really important because then it becomes a lifestyle. Yeah. Right. It's, this is how you're engaging on a day-to-day basis. And it's, it's really critical. So what other ideas? What let's keep going with the brainstorming <laughs> session, guys. We've got the UB chamber. We're ready. The QR code for the date. Yep. I love it. Um, Kelsey has the info on the spices because I'm very fascinated by this because I'm about to do a spice clean out because I have a massive cabinet filled with like 50 garlic powders. I don't need 50. (laughs) Um, We're going to clean them out, but I never knew there was stuff in there we had to think about, which makes sense because you have to think about food and this is just dried and, you know, whatever. So Kelsey, give us the info on the spices. Okay. This is the article I found from consumerreports.org. Your herbs and spices might contain arsenic Cadmium and lead. Oh, very nice. So, uh, and they tested amazing. 126 products from McCormick, Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, and other popular brands. Almost a third had heavy metals high enough to raise health concerns. Holy shit Whoa. balls! You go to Whole Foods, you think you're safe, or Trader Joe's, they're giving you tr- stuff too. Yeah, <gasps> that's so scary. So, how do you? Yeah, go go. Mitigate. How do you test for it? Like, let, let, the... us scroll, let us scroll. Let us scroll. Keep scrolling. We need to know this. You know what's interesting though? This is just a little side side note from me. I did a mitoxin test and my lead was very high. And yeah. my doctor told me not to do pepper. And I don't we eat a lot of pepper in yeah, our family. Yeah. And so I don't know exactly, but I and think what's it's, my toxin? My toxin's like it, it tastes it tests your mercury, your lead, your mold, no like way. all this. Yeah. And so she told me to cut out pepper. And I don't know if it's just because maybe it's like the most common spice that people can just kind of throw anything in there but yeah wow so, why don't you have one of the three people in the booth read that article really fast all right, girls find out what we need to know and then we we'll continue on with the conversation <laughs> but i am going to write on my wrist right now so that i can deal with the spices situation later today my dad uses so much in all of his cooking that mm. that really scares me because if it's high enough to raise health concerns that's a major headline. That's a major headline. And if you don't have any way to detect it, how yeah. would you know how to make a better choice? I mean, I agree yeah. with you. Whole foods in my mind is a standard. I would, say, I would say a standard or the most, it seems to me at least discriminating. So I agree with you. I think that is important. And I know certain fish, we all know, you know, all of that piece. I think 
but I had not considered the spices. So again, like you are what you eat, whether it's topically with your skincare or whether it is um, what we're putting in our mouths or sleeping on. And it's hard because you get to a point where we don't want to live in fear because here's another piece of this. The number of studies, and this is proven, there was a um, Harvard medical piece. The, when we're living with anxiety, and I'll have to find this specific article, when we're living with anxiety, it can induce illness, mm-hmm. right? And there was a recent study that um, Harvard conducted. I was actually chatting about this with a girlfriend yesterday, and um, we were talking about gratitude, you know, coming into Thanksgiving and what you know that looks like. And they did a study, and they had three different groups, people who daily wrote down things they were grateful for. Um, a control group that just, you know, did whatever. And then a group that identified things that bothered them every day. You know, this driver in front of me was slow. I, you know, whatever it might be. And not only was output higher from the gratitude group, um, they were far less ill Mm -hmm. and were able to heal um, in a more efficient way. So we live in this world where knowledge is power, no doubt. And we want to know more. And I do want to know about the spices that I want to understand. At what point, just as you know, a, a question to consider, at what point do we become and develop a level of unhealthy anxiety that could be more detrimental than mm-hmm. the bit in our pepper because we're so consumed? And I have had, I, I can think of friends that, I've gone really deep down the rabbit hole and it can be anxiety inducing. And at what point do you say, okay, this is, is good enough, but I want to be able to protect myself as well. It's, it's it's an interesting question. Yeah. I think, and we, we battle this here on the show because every day we're learning new things and, you know, it can get overwhelming. And, you know, I think that it's, it's really just about, we're undoing a lot of stuff. Hmm. And we're going to continue to undo because with more education comes, you know, more revelations. And so we should just look at it as we're going to keep doing better and, and not get overwhelmed by it. And just every day, try to put something into action and, and try to, you know, um, just keep making better choices. Right. So I don't think we're going to die if we don't get to the spices today, but, you know what? I've made a lot of uh, changes and I've implemented a lot of things along the way. And I'm like, okay, I was just going to clean out all my spices. Well, I'm going to take the time to educate myself on what those ingredients are now. And then maybe I'm throwing all of these out and getting new ones that maybe there's a beauty bio of spices, right? That (laughs) is going to be our gold standard. I'll find Mm -hmm. it so I can share it with you guys. So I'll do the whole hard work. Maybe Kelsey will help me. I'll help you. <laughs> um, we'll do the hard work to make sure we can tell you guys what is maybe the best at this moment. Um, but I don't want us getting overwhelmed, but I also don't want us throwing our hands up in the air and being like, it's too hard. Like whatever. Because so many that. people will say, and I used to be one of them. I'd be like, well, my dad and my mom never worried about this shit. Mm-hmm. But even 20 years ago, 
Where we've gone in the last 20 years is so major. The last 10 years, everything changes so fast. Technology, I mean, we're, we're farm raising fish now. It's not even real fish. Right. But we need to know that there's a difference. And so you need to be aware and you need to make those better choices because people will continue to try to make money in this world despite what it's going to do to you. So we have to know these things and then make the appropriate choices without allowing ourselves to get overwhelmed because it's so easy to do that. So that's why I like to say we exist because we really try to educate and inform and then we can move forward in a better way. I love that. And I think that is the most important message because it can it can be paralyzing, mm-hmm. right? When you think, gosh, I'm, I'm trying so hard in this arena, but I love what you said a little bit every day and implementing and let those that are seeking for a higher standard, find those, those things in your life, those brands or those people in your life that you can trust and say, okay, I'm going to mentally give this one away. I'm going to wait for the spices. Mm -hmm. I'm going to come back and learn about the spices. And I think that's just how you develop your network and your web of, of trust Mm -hmm. as you build forward. And it's hard. And I know in beauty, it's hard. You look at a whole wall. I mean, I was never planning on being on this side of the industry. I love the research, the science. I love that part of it, but I saw there was a lot of bad stuff going on. I mean, I remember working on a raw material and for these ingredients, it's like baking a grain of salt, a granule of salt and a bread recipe you will have a materially different outcome than if you use the full teaspoon or tablespoon you're supposed to use. It might look the same, might be gorgeous. If you've ever bitten into a slice of bread that didn't have salt, it's disgusting, Hmm. right? Different outcome. So I had this experience where we, not only do we develop, you know, individual products and product lines that we sell next to now at Sephora in different places, um, but we also develop what's called just your raw material, your main ingredient. That was like the workhorse for the formula. And those you would sell to one of the big four because they have their own massive facility that then they're putting that into the formula, right? And you put together a dossier and you say, this needs, it's water soluble. And this is the odor, blah, blah, blah. You know, it needs to be in this percentage in this range to work. I don't have control over that. We saw the raw material and you you trust in your naive self. You know, I'm like, of course, why, how could you, here's the data. There's no requirement that they need to put it in at any certain percentage, anything below 1% in a product gets like chunked together at the bottom of your inky listing. Mm -hmm. And I found that brands were taking these ingredients and instead of putting them in at 5%, would have put it in at 3%. Instead of putting something in at 3%, we'll put it in at 1.5%. It doesn't work. Yeah. It, It literally does not work. It is designed to work at that percentage. And yeah, it's more expensive. And everyone's like, well, marketing budgets. And my point of view was, you don't need the marketing budget if the product works. Like, we this will figure true. it out. Like, we'll talk to each other. We'll, we'll, it will happen. And I got to that place where I was really frustrated and started Beauty Bio with the mission. And it's literally a neon above our main glass board in our conference room. It's truth and beauty. And I wanted that there because every time we're ideating on that glass where we're thinking about the new UV cleaning, you know, all the new fun things, like, is that delivering truth and beauty? And my favorite thing to get to do is to share what I know, because I 100% 
had an unfair advantage of getting to grow up in an environment where I know more about beauty and ingredients than I even knew that I was absorbing as a young girl. And that I feel a responsibility to share and to help educate and to help people understand what to look for. No, you don't need a 12 product routine. These are the simple things you should be focusing on vitamin C in the morning and vitamin A or retinol at night. You need to stimulate the skin through either, you know, like our low facial or a microneedling that helps things absorb 200 times more effectively, but don't do it. Not in a doctor's environment, unless you're using, for example, our tool is patented and there's a lot of knockoffs out there that are infringing on our patent with that are totally unsafe to use and you shouldn't use them. And that's where it gets really complicated is you take something that is designed well and for a certain intent, and then people will distort it. And that's, that's the challenge. So you're exactly right. I, I hope that people can continue to advocate and educate, or at least lean on Maria or individuals that they trust to know that, Hey, I'm going to do the heavy lifting. I'm going to do the hard work and I'm going to give it to you. Like, here it is executive summary. Here are all the nuggets that you need to know. And we all need that. We all need that. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. So wait, you started talking about something that's very interesting. What do we really need? There are thousands of serums and this's and that's it's so overwhelming what do we really need and break it down by age because i do know that there are age appropriate things as well 100 i think the beauty industry in general would love to make everyone feel like they need more here's why every new season there's an expectation that someone is going to launch a new thing and everyone's trying to comp from the year before and this and that. And we don't roll that way. We are planning out 
And so I love when you said a second ago, problem solution. Mm -hmm. That is literally how we formulate, which is why I was never planning on getting into dry shampoo, for example, but our microneedling tool, we discovered when we were working with some alopecia patients, grows back hair. Wow. And I didn't like minoxidil because minoxidil is chemical junk. Sorry, but it is. Even look at the texture of hair that it grows back. It's like a cotton texture. It's not even like real hair. I'm like, we can do better. So we spent two years working on a minoxidil alternative that delivers like minoxidil. No full way. Studies, the full thing. Won the Women's Health Award for Best Product for Thinning Hair. But I found in the studies that the people with the worst hair loss, if it wasn't an alopecia uh, case, dry shampoo abusers. <gasps> uh-huh. Especially right here. So wow. I'm going to what is in our dry shampoo? I never use dry so shampoo. Bad? Oh, I, I go deep down the rabbit hole. What is in our dry shampoo that is so bad? It is literally made of starch. If you've ever cooked with starch before. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. Starch and alcohol. So we launched the first ever starch-free, alcohol-free, benzene-free formula that also contains our follow grow that safely helps your hair to grow. It is a good for you dry shampoo. Well, because that stuff probably clogs the pores and then kills it. It's like putting bricks on top of a newly planted garden. Like you think, no wonder your hair is sitting and itching and it absorbs the good oils because your sebaceous glands are really interesting. If you'll often have people that are like, my skin is breaking out, but it's also really dry or my hair is so oily or train your hair. Your body's trying to help you. Like it's typically not trying to fight you. So when it becomes overly dry with the starch at the scalp, it starts trying to make more sebaceous activity or more oil to help counteract. So you end up with this itchy, overly oil hair that your body's trying to help you out. Same thing with your, your skin, right? When you rebalance the oil levels, then your skin goes, okay, we're good. Like I don't need to freak out and try to make more natural oil because you keep stripping it with alcohols on the skin. Like we did thinking years ago, like, oh, well, if I take the oil off, it's going to make my skin break out less. That's not how the body works. So with the dry shampoo situation, we found all the starch, all the alcohol stripping, itchy, dry hair loss, couldn't have proper follicular activity. And it's so funny because I talked to, I would say arguably the three best hair chemists in the world. Hair was not our thing. Like we focus on retinols and peptides and but your scalp is skin. Your scalp is skin. And I know skin. So I thought, wait a second, like what's happening here? And we had these, I mean, then they're very well respected. I think they're fantastic. Three different hair chemists that said, Jamie, you cannot make a formula that is starch-free. It's not going to happen. And I said, I think you're wrong. I think we can do this. And the number of iterations we went through, we have now filed a patent on this technology. It launched as the first starch-free alcohol-free, benzene-free dry shampoo. It has been gratefully an enormous success. Smells great because it's starch-free. Every brunette on the planet loves this Mm -hmm. because it's not gray. You know, when you spray on your roots and it's like white, that's the starch. Yeah. The few times I've used it, I'm like, oh, this is gross. It's so bad. So it's again, the problem solution where, look, I'm not launching, you know, shampoo and conditioner on the whole range tomorrow. For me, it was, here's a problem. How can I go out and show this amazing solution we have for hair loss? It's awesome. Okay, I have people that I've met at events that 
genuinely like tearfully show me their like before and after pictures on their phone. And it's so amazing. One sweet woman that I met a few weeks ago um, at an event, she showed me pictures. She's her mom's caretaker. And she had been doing our little microneedling and scalp set on her mom and showed me her mom's hair regrowth. It was just such an amazing, like, that's what I live for moments like that. Um, But it's the problem solution. It's fighting through to go we can do better. Mm-hmm. And then everybody, you know, all ties rise. So the essential things that you need for your skin kind of by age and range. After the age of 18, we start losing about 1% of our collagen production a year. Which is after what age? 18. I wasn't sure I got that the first time. Uh-huh. But okay. 18. Yep. After the age of 18. So, so at 44, I have no collagen left. <laughs> I mean, you look amazing. You look amazing. Your collagen is still going strong. So we have to stimulate the skin, right? Or otherwise it's naturally mm-hmm. going to go like this. Well, so here's so, my issue. You stimulate it with the retinols at night, right? Retinol and microneedling. Okay. This is why vampire how do I do my, my tanning stuff with all of that? That's my problem. I, I don't I use any retinols because I always want to use my... I love paradise little tanning drops. Yep, yep, Here's yep. another problem to solve. I know. And you know, it's interesting. Mark's a friend of mine, the founder of I Love Paradise. And I'm going to ask him to do a deeper dive with me on his ingredient deck. And I will come back to you. And I want to know how he formulated that because you might be able to use certain retinoids because they're not all created equal mm-hmm. with that particular formula. So I will, that, I will take that as my homework. Thank you. Thank um, you. I will text him after this. Um, okay, so back to what we need to do. <laughs> yes, I know. Is it the drops? Just uh, maybe I can get it from yeah, the drops. Yeah, the drops. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, so I actually have been bouncing between that one and the Vita Liberata um, hyaluronic acid tanning drops because oh, I haven't tried those. Yeah, because sometimes I'm like, I want some hyaluronic acid, yep, and I yep. can't do it with all the other stuff. So I've been using the two different products. Yeah, no, that's good. I'm going to find out. I'm going to know more. Okay. This is the problem. Once I get it in my head, like I can't let it go and I have to figure it out. I'm so excited. It is. I like, think we're going to be best me. friends after this. I tell you, that's like detective. <laughs> I, I love it. Like it's, and I love it because not everyone thinks that way and that's okay. And, yeah. you know, I'm a for, problem solver. I live to like solve problems. Yes. And, it, and it's so funny because I do a lot of um, coaching for, you know, people that are just starting out their brands. And, and I said, the number one thing that will help you is, replace the word problem with puzzle because mm-hmm. every day there are going to be quote unquote problems. We sell at um, Sephora and Ulta and, and our retailers. And another place that we sell and I love is QVC. We go on a couple times a year and do a really fun bundle. I love everyone there. They're, they've been amazing partners. They, as you know, carry massive inventory mm-hmm. and this was public. So I'll show this. They had their largest warehouse burned down along with millions of dollars of inventory of ours, I think it was like a billion in total. And that was just another meeting, another day. We had inventory that was shipping across from Europe, um, some glass um, components hit by some type of a storm and we lost two containers of inventory. So he said, you're going to have problems that happen every day, right? Thank the Lord no one was hurt or damaged in either of those situations. That is the most important thing. Product is replaceable. People are not. I said, replace the word problem with puzzle. And think of it like solving a puzzle, mm-hmm. right? And clearly like your brain is wired that way as well. Yeah. Because problem has such a natural negative connotation to it. It's like, it's just a puzzle. 
So for me, it's not a problem. Like it's just a puzzle, and I'm going to figure out the puzzle. I'm going to figure out what is the Isle of Paradise. Da, 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 and we'll, yeah. you know, figure it. Well, that's why I feel like I love you because you have the brain to figure out these problems I can't solve because I'm not a, a lab. I'm not a lab you rat. I'm not a chemist. You, you have the brain to do it. Um, so anyhow, okay. So back to what we need yeah, to so do for our skin. So, in, so after the age of 18, so the stimulation of the skin is really important. That's why you just probably read on the news, Kim K did, you know, microneedling on her tummy to help tighten the skin. What's cool is this is the principle. To regenerate the skin, you have to injure the skin. Mm. We are beings of survival. And I know that sounds scary, but if you think about it, in the late 1970s, we were introduced to acid peels. A couple of ladies in Florida that started it, then a plastic surgeon picked it up. And you can do, you know, superficial, medium, or deep, right? And you have to be careful because you can damage the skin. Then we transitioned from acid peels into microdermabrasion, right? Then microdermabrasion, then we moved to lasers. I like a little microdermabrasion. I still uh-huh. do that when I go to my dermalogic facialist. Yes. I like go. that. I'm go. scared of the deeper stuff. I'm scared of totally. all the other stuff. And I'm like, if I look like this at 44 and I don't really do any of that shit, I think I'm yep. pretty good. And it You're scares me because there's so many fads. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. I totally agree with you. And the other piece after this is kind of microdermabrasion which in fact, my dad's on one of the original patents for microdermabrasion. I have a little scar on my shin from helping to carry one of the first prototypes over from Europe because he had a facility in Germany, you know, back in the day when you could like carry that stuff on planes. And um, in fact, we had like one of the OG microdermabrasion machines in my parents' bathroom and my girlfriends would always want to like come over and get microdermas. And part of our glow facial is you get resurfacing without having to use the crystals. So it's been fun, like putting together all the things over the years into technology So um, here's the principle. Your body doesn't care if you burn it off, fry it off, scrub it off. Your body just knows, just like when you get a paper cut, you look down, you're like, is it going to bleed? Is it not going to bleed? Either way, it heals. So what happens is your body is forced to make new skin cells. And those new skin cells, just like muscle memory, they don't come back with the same challenges. I am not a proponent of fillers because here's the thing with filler. One of my dear friends, top plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills. And we, you know, talk shop. Who's this? Pardon? Who is it? Dr. Brian Novak. He's incredibly talented. He's really sweet. Um, I met him through a mutual friend. We were in Aspen and we're having this conversation about fillers. And he's like, look, the number of filler jobs I've had to repair because almost like a pearl inside an oyster shell, right? Once the pearl is gone, there's still this like form, you know, your body's trying to, it's a, it's a foreign substance. So what happens sometimes is once the filler is dissipated, you'll see a lumpiness in the skin oftentimes on individuals, right? Even when it's, oh, I haven't had filler in two years, five years. So the challenge is these are newer things that we're trying to, you know, understand. So when you can do something that helps to encourage your body's own natural collagen mm-hmm. synthesis, right? It is there's a more predictable outcome. So I agree with you. You should, no one should be doing vampire facials at home. No one should be doing, you know, these things. There are certain needle links, for example, with microneedling that are still in the epidermis, but stimulate that crosstalk response. Just like you look down paper cut, even if it bleeds or not, it's still stimulating new skin cells. And it does help things absorb 200 times more effectively. Mm-hmm. This is hence, this is where the clean beauty comes in. You do not want anything to absorb more than it is if it's not clean. Yeah. 
But those key ingredients that stimulate the skin, they don't work sitting on the surface. They have to get to where the fibroblasts live, which is right here. So the key essentials, if I had to break it down, I would say from year 20 on, and we can dive into like more vitamin C heavy in your 20s. But the reality is you do start losing collagen after the age of 18. So a lot of people have shifted and said, don't wait to start retinol until you're 30. You can start peppering it in younger. So I would say, number one, vitamin C during the day. Any skin expert will tell you that. Vitamin C, I use acid-free vitamin C. On your skin. On my skin. So I wash my face and then I use, um, our product is called the Daily Vitamin C Serum. Um, Just look for something that doesn't have ascorbic acid in it. Ah. Most, L-ascorbic acid was awesome 25 years ago. It's all we had. But at higher concentrations, it can irritate. It's an acid, right? So a lot of people do experience that. Um, I prefer magnesium ascorbyl phosphate um, or sodium ascorbyl phosphate. They're a superior form of vitamin C because it's not, it doesn't deliver as an acid. So it's far more gentle. I have, you know, I'm like a Fitzpatrick one to two skin type on the scale. Um, so I tend to have very sensitive skin. And then, so vitamin C during the day and using a physical barrier SPF, look for zinc oxide titanium dioxide. Our SPF is not made with water. It's what's called anhydrous. Why? Water, your body wants to absorb. So oftentimes a water-based sunscreen is even more absorbent. And some of the chemicals in sunscreen are great superficially as a physical barrier, but you don't necessarily want to be eating them all the time, Mm. right? Um, And it helps at the same place if you're an athlete or runner or whatnot. So look for zinc oxide, titanium dioxide is is great. SPF, in my opinion, material, at least above seven to 10%. Then at night, retinol, retinol is key. So here's the thing. Most people don't understand that all retinol is not created equal. In fact, think of it like a food pyramid where retinol has to break down into retinyl, which has to break down into retinoic acid. Okay. So retinoic acid is only available via prescription. And here's what people don't realize. 0.05, not 0.5, but 0.05% retinoic acid is actually more concentrated, quote unquote, than 1% over-the-counter retinol or even 2% over-the-counter retinol. So we all just use the word retinol, R-E-T-I-N-O-L, but there's R-E-T-I-N-Y-L and retinoic acid. So it has to break down into your your body actually makes a level of retinoic acid. So if you have used retinoic acid in the past, typically like retin-A is the, you know, or tretinoin is the generic name for it. You'll find typically it's a pale yellow and people can get really tripped up with retinol. So I recommend just looking for the color. If it's like a bleach white retinol, probably not enough in there to do what it is that you want it to do. Wow. So if it's, you know, unless someone's using like vitamin K or something to color it, which I'm sure happens, but um, you want it to be a kind of a pale yellow and the darker the yellow, typically the more concentrated it is. And then you'll want to use um, some type of ceramide rich, humectant rich moisturizer. So wash your face, vitamin C during the day, SPF, and you always want your SPF to be the last step. So cleanse, apply your serum, then apply your moisturizer, 
like building a parfait and then seal it in with the SPF. And then at night, you'll wash your face, apply your retinol, and then seal it in with your moisturizer, you know, whichever cream you're using. Now, the stimulation part is what's missing. This is why women are looking much younger than they ever did before, right? Outside of Botox. And for the record, so everyone knows, Botox, and I'm like on team, whatever anyone wants to do, whatever feels good to you, like no judgment to anyone ever. Um, Botox is not a filler, just to clarify for people who might not know. Botox paralyzes the muscle and that allows your collagen production to catch back up because you're not drawing down with mechanical wrinkling over and over again. Oh, interesting. So you're not putting any filler in with Botox. It's just paralyzing the muscle so you're not constantly crunching mechanical Yeah, I knew that part, but I didn't know that it helps catch up the collagen. Yeah, yeah it allows, only because you're not stressing the muscle and this, hence the skin, mm. right? So it allows your collagen, it doesn't increase your collagen levels, but it allows it to pause for a second. Like when you sleep at night, mm-hmm. you know, it allows it to kind of regenerate because you're not drawing on the same resource. Um, so with, we have a tool called glow pro that's one lower breast of beauty and it's been a top selling tool, which is great. We patented microneedling almost 15 years ago, started in doctor's offices and then introduced a tool that's safe and easy to use at home. You can't mess it up. Your skin like acts like a cushion. So at night I roll it over my skin (laughs) before I put on my retinol so that I know it's absorbing and I'm getting the best benefits, but on its own. Wait, so you use the retinol and then the moisturizer and then microneedle? I microneedle after I cleanse. Oh, Think so then like it opens it the up. Garden. Yeah. yeah. Like aerating the garden and then planting the seeds. Got it. And even on its own, and here was what we found out during our clinical studies, we, we did, we're like a leader in retinols and peptides and active ingredients. And we found in a Petri dish, it's like they got stuck. Even clean ingredients, like they got stuck. So my dad was looking at our yard one day and he's like, being aerated. He's like, oh my gosh, I have the best idea. We need to create something that helps to create a tiny invisible, you know, part the skin cells to essentially aerate the the yard, if you will, to help these ingredients absorb. And it was the most genius invention. Not only did it help everything absorb 200 times more efficiently, on its own, it creates, it triggers the wound healing response. Mm. So you get that plumpness and that juiciness back to the skin and you can absolutely do really deep microneedling, which in office, it's bloody, fantastic for stretch marks, even old ones, um, for deep scars, like cesarean section, for uh, deep acne scarring. Our tool is still fantastic for light stretch marks, light acne scarring, superficial things that are happening mm-hmm. where it's not a huge divot to your finger. Right. Um, but it's amazing to see the results of this technology wow. because it just forces the wound healing. Can you use it on your neck? hundred percent. It's because I feel tough. like I'm going to get this to do my neck and my hands as well. It's because so aging good. on your hands is like such a big thing. It's such a big thing. And you can even put on like, you'll find because the essence that goes in the glow facial tool I was telling you about, which is not microneedling. And you go, oh my gosh, all these tools, this is, it, it's not confusing. Think about it this way. And hyaluronic acid is great for plumping, even on the back of the hands, which is what I was saying is in this, in this tool. Think about a car. Glow Pro, which is our microneedling tool, that's like popping the dent out of the side of a car. That's volume. Like it is wow. amazing for volume. 
glow facial is like taking the dirty car through the car wash. Mm -hmm. They're both important. Like, trust me, I love lazy skincare. I have three kids. I am on the go. I, I think I flew 400,000 miles last year. Like it is, it's a lot. I don't want extra time. I don't, you know, we we need little time as possible. If I could combine them into one thing, I would, but they're just different technologies. So I recommend like Sunday night, you know, that's your glow facial time for yourself. Like that's what you can do your at-home facial. Um, and then if you can quickly roll on your skin before you put your actives on most nights of the week, you will literally feel them work differently. Like it's, it's amazing. And that rotation of continually stimulate the skin at least three times a week, you know, um, if you put your things out on your counter, you will use them. Think about it. It's three steps in the morning, whatever skincare line you use, like whatever it is, wash your face, vitamin C, lock, lock it in with the moisture and SPF at night, wash your face. If you can microneedle to help it absorb better. Great. If not, no problem. Vitamin A or retinol, and then lock it in. That takes me literally 60 seconds. How many times can you microneedle a week? Um, I say minimum, all of our studies, you can do it every day. Wow. I do it Yours nights. is safe to do every day, to be clear. It's literally safe to do every day. In our studies, we decided on the protocol of three nights a week. Mm-hmm. Why? Most people, myself included, we are not going to do all the things every day. So I want it to be realistic. Could we have had even more incredible results? I mean, 30% improvement in firmness in 30 days. That's wow. insane. So could could that number have even been higher had I said, use it every day? Sure. But that's not realistic. Yeah. Because not everyone's going to use it every day and that's okay. But it's like a treadmill, you know, like you got to, you got to use it to see the result. Okay. This was super, super informative. Jamie, I'm going to have the three queens in the booth uh, organize a very easy step-by-step of everything that everyone needed to know from this episode and the summary so that they can enjoy the conversation and then go to the summary for all of the info that's like important. And Kelsey, you're going to really remember what's super important, but even just the simple skincare line Mm -hmm. program and so much more. And we will definitely have to have you back. Um, If you guys want to find out more about Jamie and her products, you can go to beautybio.com. We'll put that in the summary of this episode as well. Um, Jamie, when you come to LA, you have to come say hi. We have to hang out. And I need to know what are the spices that you kept? I have to know that whole lockup for me. Kelsey will text connect us and I'll give you the the full breakdown. Do not leave me hanging because we have the same brain yeah. and that is how mine works. And I will not stop until I know. So I love the- it. Well, thank Thanks you so you much and for keeping all of us educated on everything. Thank you. All right. That was amazing. Friends, don't forget uh, to leave an Apple podcast review. We'll put uh, a link to it in the summary of this episode. It really helps us. Lastly, friends, we have a big announcement. So. We are officially changing the name of the show tomorrow to Heel Squad. And we are so excited because we love Better Together. And uh, I know we were 
first or very close to first. <laughs> it was one of those things that wasn't being used. And so when we started, um, it was it was a different landscape. And now there's 5,000 Better Together shows. And uh, when we were working on merch, it became nearly impossible to do any merch for you guys with Better Together without realizing that they might shut it down and we might have a problem. So Heel Squad, we had trademarked, we own it. And so we decided to make the switch. And, you know, we're always going to be better together. And we're going to be knowing better every day to keep keep getting better. So uh, and we're going to keep doing it together because we're better together. So that is the big announcement. We're really, really excited. Feel free to social and let everybody you know know that we are officially a Heel Squad. The show is called Heel Squad because we're a Heel Squad. And our merch will all be Heel Squad. And we're very excited about it. It's almost done. Um, and we're going to be announcing it uh, tomorrow on the Tamron Hall show. So if you have a chance, tune in to Tamron Hall. I'm going to be talking about Heel Squad and how important it is to me while I'm promoting my Christmas movie, The Holiday Dating Guide. And, uh, and that's it. We just wanted to share that really good news with you. We've been working on it for a little while and, uh, we're really excited. So let us know what you think. Tweet us, hit us up on Instagram, TikTok at us. You guys know what to do. (laughs) And, uh, that's it for us today. Be nice people, make good choices and be present. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or mariamenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions. Hey, Hill Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heel Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heel events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heel Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.